Steve, we're back. Hey. And it's great to be back. Look, there's like I hear birds chirping in the background. Are you like like it's it's very peaceful wherever you are. It it's, is. We got well, yes. It is. I had to move because the internet was acting weird where I was, so now I'm looking outside and taking in the beautiful sunset in South what are we, Central Pennsylvania. Yeah, I would say you're not in South Central. I was about to say South Central, but we're not South Central. No, you're you're Straight central. You're just central, yeah. Central with a capital C. You know what? We're, let's discuss that real quick. I hate people <laughs> who say that they're from Harrisburg and they're, they they say that they live in central PA. You don't live in central PA. You live in southern PA. Right. People in Altoona, people in State College, those two counties, pretty much Huntington County too, maybe a little bit, I would consider central PA. Harrisburg, not central PA. That's true. But the, the but the Patriot News does that. Like they're... All their stories are this central Pennsylvania resident, this whatever. So it is, it's a media thing. The media. That's a good call by you. Big media, that's the problem. Capital B. Capital M. All right. Um, this is the Stuff Summer Says podcast with... Steve. Steve. Steve, my, my, my mic stand. I, ha- I can't find it, so I'm, I'm holding it, holding my mic today. Um, it's and, like going to a show at the Improv. If we had yeah. again, if we had video. This is like comedy night. Um... Hey, you know what, though? Before we begin, Steve, we are now, well, not we, but there's an award-winning podcast host on our podcast, but it has nothing to do with the podcast. Steve, congratulations on winning the 2021 Award for Administrative (laughs) Excellence um, from the College of Com. There's a nice little article here on Penn State's website, your nice little... mm, uh, headshot, mugshot, whatever you want to call it. Um, hey, it, it talks about all the good things you do. And uh, yeah, congrats, bud. Thank you very much. There was, there was lots of people probably don't get nominated, but I was indeed nominated and happy to have been so, so I appreciate it. So Shout out to that person that nominated you. Exactly. You deserved it. All right. Um, we took last week off because I on Sunday night or Monday night and I was like I don't really have anything to talk about and then the next day legitimately the next day I feel like four or five sports media things happened and I was like of course this is naturally what happened we don't really have a Penn State podcast or Penn State topic this week because we've got a couple different things to talk about um, with with kind of ESPN um, and TV deals and we'll also get into the NHL playoffs but let's let's dive into kind of the I would say the most major story right now in sports media, which is is the weird goodbye of Kenny Maine. I feel like is that would you describe it that way? Yeah, well, it, it's it's not an out the door see you later. It's and they've got what the twenty fourth is his last show, and he wants to work his last show um, or work to his last show. Um, it's a it's a we're not going to pay you as much as you want anymore, but it doesn't sound mean or you know petty on his part and I, he's probably going to land someplace half decent you know because he's different like he's always been different and I think that's there's going to be a home for that I, when you first texted me you asked me if I was a fan and I, I kind of brushed it off and I don't want to say put it to the side but I kind of was but I, here's the thing I feel like much like the way Sports Center has not been Sports Center, and really ESPN has been, not really been ESPN, and kind of like when I was growing up, 
I think that was kind of maybe the latter end of the golden era of uh, of Sports Center. So I didn't really quite always get to see Kenny Mayne that often, even then. And so he wasn't really that big of a part of it. He would make like he would be the kind of the funny guy and do the like funny skits and things like that and be off the cuff and different. But I, I don't know. I I feel like like I couldn't tell. I don't know if I could tell you a Sports Center anchor right now. Like I, I you know what? I, like I think that position has lost its power. And I, I think maybe in some ways the the way that this all kind of shook out for him might be like a blessing in disguise type thing and probably will elevate him somewhere else, um, whether it's TNT or Fox or, you know, even CBS, wherever it may be. Yeah, he'll find a spot and he'll find or maybe a streaming thing. Maybe it's, you know, the whole Dan Levitard family and they have some place there where he fits. But I think your other point is correct and it's by design you don't know a sports center rank well you know scott van pelt well right but other, other than that you don't and that's by design and it, it started off that way when the guys weren't personalities they were just reading the news and, and sharing the news and then it became about the personalities and that's what differentiated them from the old fox sport net updates that maybe you were really young when those when they tried to do that with the regional sports networks and have their own updates and sports center by then was a brand and the brand was sports center and the people that did it you know they were the personalities and people watched for that for your Stuart Scotts and your Dan Patricks and you know on and on and on and talent has gotten expensive and there's not as much ROI on it because the audience has gotten smaller and you don't know who they are they're just they're reading the news again it's kind of come full circle yeah it, it, I don't even know if they're really I kind of just feel like they're just yeah I guess they are just kind of read the news and or just dishing it to other people. Like I feel like anytime I, I do watch Sports Center nowadays, it's it's not a lot of highlights, and it's more just analysis or them talking to a reporter or them talking to whoever it may be. Um, and ESPN News is going on. But away from speaking that too. Of, of kind of those guys, the other oddly timed part of all of this, I feel like, was the Chris Berman extension. Now, again, there's someone who doesn't really hold his power the old power that he used to have for me um i think he i think like honestly my my best recollections of chris berman are not um not nfl countdown what, what was the whatever the nfl sunday night show was NFL primetime nfl primetime it was him doing the um all-star game home run derby, home run derby yeah. that that's to me that's all I, like and and occasionally like him doing the whoop on on football highlights or, or the buffalo bills line yeah. but i like he never i was too young when he was like one of the sports center anger anchors yeah. so i never really caught that but i don't know i feel like i feel like he kind of always kind of sort of has to stay with espn or at least i feel like he needs to be a part of the espn legacy um, because I feel like, to me, in a lot of ways, he kind of sort of is what it used to be. And I think even if they're getting rid of somebody like Kenny Mayne, not necessarily getting rid of him, but, you know, um, I, I think Chris Berman kind of keeping him will, will have you that nostalgia attached to him. Yeah, and if it's an extension even with a smaller presence or, you know, whatever it is that's, that's maybe not as prominent as it was before, 
he's going to be a lifetime ESPN guy, right? He's like the guy that plays for your team his whole career and right. is the face of the organization. And, and then that's not going to change. And I think that's appropriate. I mean, he's established his stuff there. I don't even know that he's that big of a coup or a get for anybody else at this point for what it would cost you to get him. So you might as well just keep him at ESPN. If he right. wants to be somewhere, they can find something that makes it work. And he gives you that history. Something big happens, you pull him in. That that's if you good need point. him, you know, and yeah. you go from there. You, you have someone. Um, who's the other guy that hosts Outside the Lines that was there? Hosts Outside the Lines. Bob. Uh, is, is Bob Lee. Bob Lee. But he, like, I feel like Bob Lee's kind of more so the serious news kind of guy. Um, but I think Chris Berman can probably be those more nostalgia events or, or things like that. Question on that. Um, the NFL Prime Dive show, it came back on ESPN Plus. Now, I forget. Do you have ESPN Plus? I do not. Okay. Um, do you? I do now, but I didn't have it last NFL season. Okay. So. Will you watch it? I, that's well, I was going to ask you, like, what's the what is the point of it? At this point, right, it is not as much because people, you can get everything that they had. When, when it was in its heyday, that was the place where you were going to get the highlights for the day in one stop. It was pre-NFL Network in some ways. It was it was early when NFL Network's career was established. But unless you have an affinity for those two, I don't know that it's some place you're going to need to watch. I mean, it has a place if people want to stream it, but it's that's why it's certainly not on main ESPN at this point. So, no, I don't think I would even if I had it. I'm going to get – I again, in NFL season, I have one game that I really care about each week and then, like, the other major games that I sort of pay attention to. So – for me, Football Night in America has kind of filled that void. Like, that's where exactly. I get caught up on the day. Yep. And I still think that as much as social media and, and et cetera has kind of filled that void, I do think that there is still power in those kind of rundown. Here's exactly what happened. Here's what people said type shows. Yep. Um, that one just happens to sit at the best time, I think, because I think that one sits when you when there's no games really on kind of when you need it there's nothing else on you're not going to turn the channel to something else for a half hour or whatever and not watch more or not watch football or football related stuff so no uh, it's leading you into the big game of the big game of what's left you know back when when nfl primetime was big there was no something like it was over like that was the end of the night boom so right right yeah no that's why football night in america is the thing now you're right um the last deal that i want to talk about very briefly and i think you might actually have a more opinion on him uh, Marty Smith also apparently signed a multi-year extension with ESPN. I love him. Like, I think he is, like, youthful and energetic and exactly what ESPN needs for not even, like, a sideline reporter, but a, a, kind of just a, a do-everything kind of guy, like a, a, mm-hmm. a toolbox guy. Um, now, he, you're Steve, you're a racing guy, right? Like, you... Yeah, a little bit. Yep. He, and that's where he kind of got his start, right? Racing in college football, right? Like, because he's he's from the well, I guess the hills of, of of Virginia, so Blacksburg, Virginia Tech was right there. Like, so he knew that kind of stuff. Um, and he's not he, he's youthful, but I don't think he's young. Like, I think he's certainly a lot closer to me than you in age wise. And, yeah. and and he has a great but he has a great curiosity and energy about him, mm-hmm. right? And 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 an honesty and a sincerity, like. You know, whereas Stephen A. Smith, I don't know where, where the where the shtick begins and ends. I think it's all real with Marty Smith. Well, you know, and that's kind of fun. So I was going to bring that up. I 
one year at Nittanyville, got to spend a little bit of time with him and just like him not in front of a camera. Mm-hmm. Same same person that he is on the camera. Like same like quizitive, I guess would be mm-hmm. like 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 wants to know what everything is, but like in a fun way. Like yeah. wants to understand that. And I, I think that's a great personality to have. Um so I think ESPN keeping him here is a is a smart move. Yeah, there's just no cynicism there, which is kind of fun. Yeah. And kind of different. You know, I mean, it's not that he doesn't do serious things, not that he doesn't ask tough questions or interesting things, but it it, it never comes from a place of cynicism. It comes from a place of curiosity, right. which I think is great. Right. All right. Anything else on the, the slew of ESPN transactions? You know, it just struck me as I'm looking at the, the three names we talked about, right, and whatever else. There's been no transactions, and this is our equal opportunity, making us better than maybe better than an old white guy. There wasn't a woman deal in there anywhere, right? Like, Hold there's on, no cut out there. What'd you say? There, there's not a, like there's not like a woman deal in there anywhere, right? Like, there's not some signee. Like, I don't know who that yeah. personality is or isn't from that side. That it would matter that they were resigned, but it just as I'm looking at the names, I'm like, yeah, that's interesting. There's not one of those, and I don't know that anybody rises to that level for them. Well, um, NBA. Um, but that's probably Rachel, Rachel Nichols? No, um, the play-by-play and sideline reporter who's really good. Oh, who I'm um, blanking on now. Oh, uh, well, I, yeah. I, yeah, I know her. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, What's her name? But th- that's the thing. They don't, they don't have any of those kind of things. I, they don't have anybody other than that, you know, realistically. I mean, Hannah Storm, who hosts Sports Centers in the afternoons, is, is not the star she once was in terms of the network, a network. Mm-hmm. Um, so, because I feel yeah, like just interesting with Hannah Storm, she is she was kind of there for a while, like seeming like she was going to kind of be the next sort of face of ESPN in a lot of ways. Right. Um, I like I like her. I think she does a very good job when she presents things, and, and now she presents things. So, yeah. All right, moving on. Um. You know what? Let's let's stick on the ESPN. I, I have these in different order, but let's let's stick on the ESPN train here for for a hot second, and then we'll move on a little bit. But we're we're, we're going to talk about some TV deals that have happened. Um, there's a big one, not really that big of one, but an interesting one, and that is that ESPN has renewed its MLB deal through 2028. Um, Seven year deal is worth uh, 500. Five or five hundred fifty million dollars per year, um, according to the Sports Business Journal, and it's pretty much only to have the exclusive rights to Sunday Night Baseball. That's a lot of money for to stay in the, the MLB game. Do you, do you think ESPN needs the MLB? I think, I think that spot is worth money to them. I think that Sunday night position is worth money for the game of the week presence even though there's so many games to frame it that way. Kind of like the football night in America although there's certainly more content in the baseball side, more tonnage of stuff. So I think having having a presence and being the presence there matters. I don't know if it matters that much for that contract, that level of contract, but I do think there's a relevancy there that we have the game that, that ends the week or begins the week, however they frame it, and, and, and we can put this stuff together and be the place you have to stop to see it. But with so many other games out there and so many other outlets and so many competitors, I don't know that it was worth that much. But then again, I don't write the checks for them. So Well, so this deal, like their NHL deal, also includes basically um, 
some of the access to the MLB AM stuff, which is is mm-hmm. basically digital rights to to the games, and so they're going to show more of those games, which I think is interesting because that powers up ESPN Plus even a little bit more, um, even though it's already become kind of this ju- absolute juggernaut in this digital landscape. But I I, I was reading some of the reaction and, and stuff to this and I thought about it and when I, when I, once I thought about it I was like oh that kind of makes sense ESPN is now going to get going to have all four major sports um, they still have college college sports contracts to honor they still have um, you know some of their like just bread and butter content that they still have have whether it be the 30 for 30s or things like that so I guess my thought was like this makes sense that they're gonna cut back from how much baseball is on there weekly or or, or how much you know you really see just because of like the NHL deal coming in um, I, I don't know I, do you let's talk about the Sunday night baseball game because when I was younger like that was must watch TV like it that was what like that was the last thing I, I watched before I, I headed off to school the next day. Mm-hmm on Sunday nights. Did you did you ever feel that way? Like did you was that ever a must-watch TV for you? And do you feel like it's dissipated? I think early on when it started it was. Right now there's just more and I'm not maybe not as into it as I was before, but I think when the the when they first started that series, that that show, like that was worth watching. That was their that was their anchor for the beginning or the end of the week, however they framed it. And I think it, they made it special. You know, they tried to make it special, right? They tried to do different things with it. And you've seen through the years as ratings have waxed and waned or whatever else they want to do you know broadcasters from different parts of the stadium things like that that's the place where they try stuff out on so i think for them it is kind of their their main presentation and, and they're proud of it so i think it was important it's probably a little less so, well it's probably a lot less so to me now than it was but i still think for the network it matters yeah um that's that's a good point um all right i, I don't have anything else <laughs> else there i'm not gonna not gonna beat that dead horse anymore um but i do have some some takes on the next thing that we're going to talk about um so one of the things that we missed while we're out was that the nhl and turner sports have agreed to a seven-year deal to basically have the b package of the nhl in the states um that includes i think i read the one of the what one of the conference finals or the final four finals mm-hmm. and then um also there's i think three nh or three stanley cups in there and the espn deal has four um now i don't know here's a couple things that i i, I thought about this the i i just don't know if this I guess because ESPN has the other deal now, they can make this move and feel a little bit more confident about it. But in some ways, I don't necessarily see how this elevates the NHL. But, but the the best thing that truly some of the best sports documentary work I've ever seen was the NHL 24-7 Road to the Winter Classic. Um... I don't know if you watched them. I watched. I've watched all of them, some of them multiple times because they're that good. And what does Turner kind of, sort of own, or not really own, but 
work under Warner Media, and HBO now has a tie-in with that. Now, to me, I feel like this could be an opportunity to really oh, not open new eyes to 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 this, but to like truly give the like rough and gr- grizzled look to hockey that it sometimes deserves. Like I feel like sometimes like in the media we kind of pretend that hockey's not a not a cupcake game cuz they they do talk about fights and stuff like that. But like hockey players use a lot of language. Um and and there <laughs> there are the reason for those fights and I'm just wondering like I'm envisioning how cool would it be to have a mic'd up game seven of the Stanley Cup final that you could watch or pay extra money for, basically pay-per-view, so that you could hear what your coach is saying, how much they're swearing, what what the top players are saying, and how much they're swearing. Because I think that that gets lost in in some of the broadcasts now. So I, that's the reason why, you know, eh, TNT and TBS, meh. Like, I, I, to me... They're just as easy to find as NBCSN. But, like I said, I, I, I'm excited about the fact that there's this aspect to it. Yeah, and I think, I think there's, there's two prongs though to it. I, I think your aspect is interesting, and if anybody's going to be that creative and smart about it, that would be wonderful, right? To find some different ways, some different platforms, even if you make a little bit of money on, on the playoff games, right? Like, hey, we're going to do this special presentation. Right. Hey, it's a different revenue stream you didn't have before, and it's not costing you anymore because you're just letting the mics play as opposed to, to muting them. And and I don't, yes, I don't think TBS and TNT are any more difficult to find than NBC Sports Network, but they're older, they have a more legacy, they have some different cross-promotions that wouldn't exist on only a sports network. So, you know, when the commercials come up during whatever the shows are that are there, Friends or whoever else, whatever they have for their shows or whatever original programming they have. Family Guy. For this Family Guy. Right, like, time. exactly. Like, they can do, they can have some different cross-promotions that I think it's still basic, it's still basic cable, honestly. You're probably going to get TBS and TNT before you pay for NBC Sports Network if you got your cable bill. So, like, you're, you get a more relevant spot there. Plus, if that production and the, and the creativity comes along with it, maybe you have some different places to go, which is great. Um... I will say the one nice aspect to to this um, is the fact that there are two rights holders now in the states, and obviously, like they kind of sort of work for the NHL because they're the way it kind of all works. But the best part about that is now that there will be competition, and it will kind of force each avenue to be a little bit better than. Because I think one of the problems that I've always had with NBC and the NBC deal, because it was so massive for so long, but really didn't bring in that much money, was there was no competition. There was no reason to push and get better from from the NBC side. Um, and and I think that's where a lot of hockey fans' complaints are. Um, so for me, that's that's what's interesting about this deal. Steve, does will this change the amount of hockey you watch? It'll be more. It'll change the amount that I see, right? Like, because I gotta have to stop to stop to go past it or stop or stop on it. And I think you're really right about the competition because those producers and directors do compete. They want their broadcast to be the best one of the week, no matter whether it's the A package or the B package. Or they want to come up with a different way to engage viewers. And I think that's what leads to 
you know, more technological changes and broadcast changes and, hey, can we do this? And that ends up being only better for the fans, you know, as long as they can get the access they want. Right. I I think that's been the biggest thing because in Canada, the, the national rights holder technically is um, Sportsnet, which is a Rogers company, but, but TSN basically also gets the same number of games. Just they get a little, like, they don't show across the entire country, but it's most of the country. Um, and but even in the the writing and the insiders and, and, and the that aspect of of the media part to it, which will come with all of this, because Turner and, and now has to create an NHL warehouse of content to keep up with what ESPN's pushing out there, and they're gonna want you to go go read their stuff and, and get you know pick up. And I think that's to me. That's the other exciting part about this is, is that it just forces – it's going to force ESPN to be better and it's going to force Turner to be better. And I think it's going to make the, the product better and I think it's going to just captivate more people. Um, you know, the other aspect that's in this is, is Bleacher Report. They are talking about Bleacher Report um, basically kind of being – what it does for the NBA, which I don't know if you follow any of their social media channels, but I think they do a great job. Bleacher Report also did a great job when when Turner had the Champions League. We'll see what happens. I'm not holding my breath on that. I, I did read recently, I forget where, that like they're looking to sell that. They might be trying to sell that um, aspect of, of the kind of company. So if that happens, it happens. Um, no, it's, but... it's an exciting move for hockey fans because I don't – I'm a big believer that more isn't better, better is better. Yes. But in this case, more is going to be better because it's going to it's going to be competition, availability, all those things you touched on. I agree. All right, let's uh, let's stick with the hockey here, Steve. Um, Steve, the playoffs started on on Saturday, and I want to know how much hockey have you watched over the last uh, however many days? I've watched a game and a half. Game and three quarters. I watched the Penguins game and I watched the first game. I watched the was the Caps and the Bruins right kick things off. Yeah. So I watched that game and then I, I caught the, the the Penguins game. Now my question for you, Steve, and we've talked about this before, but how much playoff hockey do you watch? Like, you, does your hockey intake like like what percentage would you say it increases over the last or over the next month? Ninety five percent. Like I've become a hockey fan now. It's yeah. hockey season. Like, you know, because they play that whole season just to get down to all these teams. So I'll start paying attention to the Penguins now. And then if they lose, like, things are looking not real good after the first game. And I know it's only one game, but still. um, Then I'll have to, you know, find some other team to jump on a bandwagon for and kind of pretend I'm paying attention. Steve, there's always room on the Lightning bandwagon. Just saying. I know. Um, I know. So... Do you, do you do you is there anything you want to discuss before I, I prompt my next question? Do you have any? No, I'm just going to sit down very carefully and wait for what comes next. Okay. So go All ahead. Right. I, I want to know. I'm very biased in this answer. My answer is the NHL playoff. But what's the best playoff? From from uh, game one to the championship, what is the oh, best I th- playoff? I think it may be hockey. Like I, I like I mean. As a playoff, like the NCAA tournament is an event. Yes. Like so, so it's it's n- not a playoff; it's an event. Yes. Um, and it's a cultural phenomenon that has spawned in imitators in every sport because right. every sport now makes reference to the bracket that was not a reference that was made to ten years ago. 
Like you right. could go back and watch every sports coverage and there's no reference to the bracket. But I do think hockey, right? It, it, it's a series. It's a, it's a grind it out. You got to win four. It's, it's overtime games that, that matter. Not that they don't in the regular season, but I mean, it's, it matters. It's different. That hype is real. Right. And, it's, and when you're done, there's a line to shake hands, right? Like, so I do think that is better even than the NBA for sure, I think, for me. Um, although I mean, I'm still intrigued, I'll still be more intrigued in the NBA playoff time than I was during regular season. Um, so and I I have to say that with the NBA, I feel like their final is very interesting to me, but nothing else nothing else leading up to it is interesting at all. Yeah, it might be this the conference semi, so I'm interested. Unless you know the Lakers get down by some crazy thing like three games to one, and I got to see if they're going to make it back, or if the Sixers are doing something that I didn't expect. Um, but no, I think hockey year to year consistently. I think that's a fair argument. Uh, that's where I feel about it. It's every year it's so consistently good. Like I feel like some years the NFL playoffs. Like I don't know the NFL playoffs. To me, they're they're a little boring. There's not there's not a lot of storylines. I feel like until you get to the Super Bowl, and then even then, still there. Like like this year's Super Bowl was a weird one. Like. You kind of it was kind of nice that you had Brady versus Mahomes, but uh, you know, a couple of years ago when the Broncos played in the Super Bowl, like that was the, like like I only remember I, I, my best recollection of that one Super Bowl it was that we watched a car chase during the game on mm-hmm. our uh, during like I don't know if you remember that we watched there was like a very long car chase in L.A. and that was more interesting than the game. I feel like I, I feel like my answer might be a little bit different if the pirates were in the postseason more often. Well, and I think that's the thing with the series, right? Like you talked about the storylines, you get more chances during a seven game series to let those storylines breathe and happen. And the NFL playoffs may get more interesting this season with when only one team gets a bye, right? Cause they may become more unpredictable. Um, but we've had wildcard teams make the run in the NFL. I, I just think there's more time to, to give those stories life in the NFL or in the NHL playoffs and and let them happen and and weird things still do happen. You know, the hot goalie happens, the upsets happen. It's still unpredictable even though it takes sometimes seven games to get there. Right. I, I agree with that. I think I, I think that's where it's at. All right, that's that was that was all I wanted to, to ask you. Um all right, actually I've I've got another question. Moving on from this this week's old gay young guy. Um Steve, I was watching a baseball game the other day. As I as I tend to do sometimes, just to kill time. And in the outfield, there was a there was a man. He was probably I would say a little, little bit older than me, a little bit a little bit younger than you. So you know, thirty five ish. Okay. And I understand some people have argue, you know arguments and disagreements about wearing jerseys to games but here is what i want to ask about this guy was wearing a mitt to the game to try to catch a home run ball steve i want to know at what age does it become not acceptable to wear a baseball glove to a game as a fan 15 i was gonna say 12 okay still yeah yeah you know i don't know I don't know what it was about this guy 
and and the fact that he brought his glove to the game and he was probably 35 40 but it just annoyed me and that was it, <laughs> it, it, it like it really did and I, I i normally like like i said like I, so i know some people were very passionate about wearing sports jerseys especially if it's like a like if you steve you went out and you wore a like a uh, whoever jersey that's younger than you on the pirates or whatever and not like a roberto clemente jersey or whatever but i was just like i was kind of dumbfounded because i feel like i don't know there's a couple there's a couple things with that number one like the odds of catching a home run ball are slim to none let alone catching a foul ball number two you look tougher if you do it barehanded or with your cap or you do it with your with your beer glass glass yep and it, it, you just look like a dweeb if you bring your mitt. Like you, you just do. I think after the same age, after a certain age, you're right. And I, if, I'm not willing to die on the 15 year old hill. If you want to say 12, I'm willing to go there too. But certainly after 18, you shouldn't have the glove, unless you know there's some reason you need the glove. Like I, I, yeah, I just go and enjoy it. Catch it barehanded. Impress everybody. Catch it in your hat. You know, knock the kid over chasing the ball, rolling down the street, rolling down the stands if you want to, but not a glove. Oh yeah, no. I don't know. It's it's like if I if I ever caught a foul ball at this age, I would just give it to a kid. Like I, no. What, what if what if you had what if you have a young child with you? Do you get to bring your glove if they're wearing their glove? Like it's the first baseball game with your you take your son to a baseball game. Can you have a glove then if your son has a glove or your daughter? Mm, uh, it's a little bit more acceptable, but like this guy was this guy that I saw was very clearly there, like with like his girlfriend or significant other and i was like buddy like look <laughs> just no just no yay to her for going to the game and putting up the game with the guy with the glove i mean i went we went to a baseball game on the during the honeymoon but that was like one night that you know and they were tearing down memorial stadium after the year so i had i could make that sales pitch pretty easily <laughs> but yeah if it's just a regular date god bless him for that and the glove Whew. um steve when you go to baseball games uh do you keep score yeah, usually, just as a way to stay engaged, just okay. to kind of know what's going on. Because if you're going, the games we'll go to this summer will either be in Altoona or State College, so it's not like I know anybody or care what's happening. It's more about going and drinking a beer and kicking your feet up on the stand in front of you um, or on the seats in front of you. Um, so, yeah, I probably will keep score. Just, you know, but then if something happens and I get interrupted three innings in, I'm done. Like, I, you know, if I don't stay consistent and then somebody comes talking to me and I'm done, it's not like... I'm at OCD that I have to finish it or something. See, I love keeping score of games. I Sometimes I'll do it. I haven't done it this year. Like last year for a couple of Pirates games, I sat down on the couch. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I have an app on my iPad because, you know, who needs paper and pencil? And, There's an app for that. That's cool. Yeah, um, to me, that's, I mean, that's, I've always enjoyed that. I feel like that's a lost art. Um, I feel like that's an art that's going away. Um just it, helps you engage in the game. Yeah. It, it, it is going away, but it just helps you invest in it to know what's going on. Otherwise, you're just you're not paying attention. So it helps me a lot. Like I, I probably get my fix doing the book. We take turns doing the book for the old man baseball league, right? Like I'll do as many of those games as I will a regular game this season, probably. Um. All right, and last question: uh, Are you a uh, Dippin' Dots kind of guy, or are you just like an ice cream, regular ice cream kind of guy when, you, when you're at a baseball game? Because there is a difference. Yeah, probably. Like, if I can get soft serve in a cone at the regular at the baseball game, I'd probably do that before okay. I do the dipping dots. Okay. And you? Uh, 
Well, so is it in a helmet? Well, I was going. I knew that we knew you were going to do that. Is it in yeah. a helmet? If it's in a helmet, then I then, then probably yes. went. I probably went soft serve. Okay. Okay. But if it's just Dippin' Dots, and I'll, I'll just like, but Dippin' Dots are they, like they are uniquely a baseball experience now. Yep. I feel like, and that is like like. I see, like, I don't know if you've ever been to, like, an outlet mall and they've got, like, the Dippin' Dots, like, vending machines. Yep. They have them at the National Zoo, too. And I'm like, why? What is the point of this? Because somebody does. Although they are they are the craziest, like, minor league baseball food is one of the best parts about minor league baseball because there's just stuff there you wouldn't find. Like, you can get Dippin' Dots anywhere. You can get soft serve anywhere, right? Right. You can't get Dippin' Dots That's anywhere true. else except for that vending machine at, at, the, at the mall, the outlet mall. Is your is your goat? Are you more of a dollar beer guy or a dollar dollar dog night guy? Probably dollar beer at this point. Like the dogs, I'm I'm I've now moved to like the walking taco special type deal. I think the walking tacos. Forgot about walking tacos, man. I haven't had a walking taco in years. Yeah. Yeah, those are those are good. I mean, you get those from like the high school concession stands, right? Yeah. Like those that used to right, and but at the baseball game, they're pretty good. There's there's something special about it about a, a walking taco at the high school football yeah. game. It's just nostalgia. Right? And the minor league baseball, we used to work that the first couple of years the Spikes were in town. We would sell beer like to raise money mm-hmm. for, for a sports team. And it was it would amaze me like the first weekend of the season, the people who'd come back and buy multiple, I'm like, have you not had a beer since last season? Like they'd be back like six times like <laughs> getting their beer. I'm like, thank you very much. Appreciate it. We're taking the tips too. This is great. But don't you have any beer at your house? Because this beer is expensive. Yeah, you know, so I, I appreciated the support when they did that kind of stuff. Um, we have uh, partial season tickets to the Frederick Keys, which are now the, the Spikes' rival. So I'm yeah. interested to see what their prices are like at, at uh, Nemo Field at Harry. Yeah, that's Grove a cool field. Stadium. Yeah, Harry Grove. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. All right. Anything else you want to talk, talk about? No. Good to see you again. Good talk yeah, to you again. That's good. All right. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else. All right. Um, I don't know what we'll t- talk about next week, but in the meantime, you can subscribe to us and like us on Facebook. Uh, you can email the show uh, at uh, says podcast at gmail.com. And my Twitter handle, Twitter handle, why can I never say that right? Is at says, and your Twitter handle is? At Steve Samsel. There we go. Anything else? Anything else? Bueller? No. Have a great week. All right. I feel like I'm doing the Don Shane thing from like Ferris Bueller. <laughs> I gotta find my mic stand. I think it's in the closet. All right. Goodbye.